Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native creator of the Business English Conversations course and, of course, the VIP program. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit. Today, we're going to talk about money some more. I get a lot of requests for books, you know, for the book club. One of the most common requests, most requested books I get is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. A very popular book. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that book today and some of my experiences connected to that book, the ideas in that book. And uh, then we'll talk about maybe some of the weak points of the book, in my opinion. Welcome, we're live on YouTube today. Here in Osaka, another a big typhoon is coming. I, I think we had, I think it was last year, we had the really big one hit uh, hit us directly. Well, we got another big one coming. Hopefully not hitting us directly, but it's still going to hit us some. It already it's windy outside. Unfortunately, really bad luck, my sister's flight is delayed. My sister and my niece delayed because of the typhoon. So now they have like an extra six hours. They ha- they're going to have to wait. They'll get here late. So that's that sucks for them. Let's talk about money. All right, looks like we're good. All right, so anyway... Welcome, everybody who's joining live. I'll jump in and get to your questions and comments, of course. But let's talk about this. Think and Grow Rich. The title. It's a good title. You know? Best-selling books usually have good titles, and he has a good title. Think and Grow Rich. Now, the central idea of this book is to change your mindset about money. To change how you think about money, change your mindset about money, change your attitude about money, change your beliefs about money, all of this, and that by doing those things, you then will become rich. And Napoleon Hill, how did he write this book? He went around and he basically, he interviewed rich people. It's an old book. So the people he interviewed were people like uh, Andrew Carnegie, uh, Rockefeller, the original Rockefeller, uh, you know, these kind of big, really the first big business guys in America, really big. Not very nice guys, honestly, but anyway, he interviewed them about how did you become rich? And then he interviewed some other very rich people and he tried to identify what were the common beliefs, the common attitudes, the common behaviors among all of these guys. And so, you know, how do they think and differently than regular people? You know, it's kind of a he's kind of like a Tony Robbins of his time, right? Like 100 years before Tony Robbins. There's the, maybe not quite 100, uh 70 years before Tony Robbins. Uh there's Napoleon Hill. 
but kind of the same kind of thinking, the same strategy to find success. And so he did this and he wrote the book. And so a lot of the book then again is um, focused on, there are a few major ideas in the book. One major idea is to, you know, really clearly kind of, you know, have this deriving desire, this motivation to kind of very clearly picture your dream of being rich or whatever and in lots of detail and uh, give that a lot of emotion and to think about it and imagine it every day. And then he has other, you know, advice like about what he calls a mastermind. That's where you form a group with other people who also want to be rich and you... Basically, it's like a support group, a help group. You all get together and you, you keep motivating each other and, and helping each other and sharing ideas. And that this is a very powerful uh, strategy of success. So connecting it to my life. I, you know, I told you this week, I told the story about before I started Effortless English. Well, let me tell you a little bit about after. What happened after? Ah, just dropped something. Um, what happened afterwards was kind of, is also kind of interesting when I finally became financially free. So as I said, from, you know, my first job was age 17. I became financially free at the age of, sorry, at the age of 38. So about 20 years. It took me about 20 years to do it. So before that 20 years, I was almost always unhappy in my jobs. Sometimes I was, you know, my. sometimes the jobs were so-so. They were okay. Sorry, one second. Let me just clean my desk for a second. All right, there we go. I just dropped a bunch of dirty stuff on my desk. <laughs> just cleaned it. Ah! All right, anyway. So I hated working for other people, right? I hated having a boss. I hated having my schedule uh, decided by someone else. So, you know, Eventually, as a social worker and definitely as an English teacher, I had some jobs that were okay, where the job itself was okay, you know, decent, but other parts of the job I still didn't like. I didn't like the schedule. I didn't like that I had no vacation time. Um, things like that. Didn't like that I didn't have enough freedom, for example, teaching. I had to follow a textbook or something. So there were still problems. So basically 20 years of frustration and then finally became financially free. And what changed? Well, everything changed in my life at that point. A completely different life. You know, first of all, at, at the most basic level, this seems like a small thing, but for me this was a big thing, that I could wake up when I wanted to wake up. I didn't have to be at a job at 9 or 8 or 10 or 7, whatever. I didn't. I could stay up really late if I wanted to and then sleep in the next day and wake up at noon. <laughs> and I did sometimes. Uh, the other thing, the big one, I traveled. I traveled, I traveled, I traveled a lot. The first few years after becoming financially free, I, I, I should say I, we, my wife and I both, we just went on so many trips. We traveled around. We went to Europe. We went to Southeast Asia. We traveled all over the place. We were take, And we took long trips, uh, meaning like two months, three months, four months, right? Not just two weeks. 
we learned uh, scuba diving, and we we went on several scuba diving trips. We traveled with uh, my friends Kristen and Joe sometimes. Visited family. Lots and lots and lots of travel. Something else I did when I became financially free, I went to a lot of seminars. You know, this is when I went to uh, all of Tony Robbins' seminars. I've All the ones he had at that time. He may have new ones now. But I went to all of them. I should say I, we, my wife and I both went to all of Tony Robbins' seminars, meaning, you know, all the different topics that he does seminars for. It was like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five different ones, I think, that we went to. And they were expensive, but I could afford it, so I did it. And I went to Brennan Burchard's, uh, a couple of his seminars, and so I just went to a lot of these kind of, you know, either business or motivational or personal growth type of seminars. Uh, just because I'd always been interested in these and I always wanted to go and they were too expensive so I finally did it and, and again for several years we went to we just went to so many of them so many lots of them and it was a very positive experience it was good it was good um, so these were the big ones you know for me I didn't go buy a lot of stuff I didn't go buy a lot of stuff um, for me, I just had not interested in that, but it was more of like just in having all that freedom of time, you know, and using it to do all the kinds of things I wanted to do. You know, I learned to kite surf. I learned scuba diving. Um, it was great. It was really fantastic. And of course, this is the kind of life I had dreamed about before. And this is what Napoleon Hill is talking about, having that clear, very clear vision or dream of what kind of life do you want to create? Because just saying, I want to be rich, it's really not that powerful psychologically. That It has to be more specific. You have to actually imagine the kind of life you want. What is it you exactly want? You have to visualize it very clearly. And so I would encourage you to dream about this. If you were financially free, Meaning, you never had to work again. You never had to work a job again for money. You could do it for enjoyment. You could do it for extra money. But, you know, to survive, to live, you never had to work again. So you had all day, every day to do anything you want to do. Right? Complete freedom of your time. What would you do? You know, like what kind of life do you dream about? Like why does financial freedom sound great to you? And again, like Napoleon Hill says, you have to be specific about it. You really got to be clear, right? I was clear. I wanted to travel. I knew what, I knew the different countries I wanted to go to. I knew I wanted to do scuba diving and do things like kite surfing and go to these seminars, right? And then I did all that stuff. It was great. It was, it was really great. And after I did that, after several years of doing that, um, then I, you know, then it was, I was ready for something different. You know, like I'd gone to all those seminars. I don't go to seminars really anymore. Uh, I still we still travel, but for different reasons now. It's not just traveling around for vacation all the time because my whole life's a vacation. <laughs> so I don't need to go on vacation, right? Uh, so in fact, I don't even like traveling that way anymore. I don't like to go somewhere and just sit around and relax all day because for me that's boring. Because that's I do that every single day. So I like to go do things like the Camino de Santiago where I'm hiking 
doing a pilgrimage. I love those long walking, those long trekking or hiking uh, type of trips now. Really love that kind of stuff. So you've got to get clear about this, you know, you, and imagine what it is you want because, you know, you're different than I am. So you might have a, a very different idea about what that free life, totally free life would be. What would it be for you? But it's good to really imagine it, to be clear about it because this, it gives you that energy, that fuel of motivation and it According to Napoleon Hill, it creates a kind of unconscious problem solving in your brain where your unconscious brain will actually, if you have a very clear vision and is very strong, your brain will find a way to achieve it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I think all that stuff is good. I think that's exactly uh, right to a point. And I think it's very positive. I certainly, during those long 20 years, <laughs> I dreamed and dreamed and dreamed of being free. It kept me going. The two th reasons I continued going, the two reasons I didn't quit, was number one, I had that dream. And number two, I was unhappy. I was The working jobs was painful, and I wanted to escape that pain. So it's all very good to do that. So those are the good points. Now, the, I would say the limitations of the book, and this, this is the same for books like The Secret and thing, anything like this. The limitations of the book is that it's not enough. It's the first step only. Okay, Having that visualization, having that strong, clear idea what you want, uh, having that vision with energy and emotion and clarity, all very, very good, but not enough only. You know, a lot of people have that and never do anything. So, you know, Yes, you need that, and then, and then from there, you have to figure out some specific strategies. Like exactly how are you going to do it? Like that's, for example, your money or your life. The book we're reading now—that's a book of exact strategies. So you could follow that path, right? But you need to have exact plans, exact strategies, exact plans of where to go, of how to do it, of how you're going to cut your expenses, how you're going to make more money, how you're going to become free. Exactly. And then, of course, then step three, you have to do these things. You have to take action, take action. And I guess step four is you can't quit. Don't quit because you're going to take action and you're going to fail a lot. And then a lot of people just quit. Like for me, it was 20 years, guys, 20 years of trying job and then another job and then another job. 20 years. <laughs> so, believe me, it would have been easy to quit. But on the other hand, maybe not because I was so unhappy. I was motivated. So, that's the limitation of the book and of the secret and any of this stuff. You can't just wish your way to success. You can't just imagine your way to success. It's the first step of several. All right, let's go ahead and get to questions and comments. Okay, let's see what everyone's is. Oh, Dave is asking, what is a typhoon? Yes, okay, so it's weird. I don't know why, but... Um, we have two words for these really big storms. If it's in the Atlantic Ocean, 
It's called a hurricane. Hurricane. You probably have heard this word. Hurricane. Florida is kind of famous, gets hit with hurricanes a lot. Okay, well, it's the same exact thing. These big, giant, spinning storms with strong, strong winds. But for some reason, if it's in the Pacific Ocean, it's called a typhoon. It's the same thing. But in the Pacific, it's called a typhoon. In the Atlantic, it's called a hurricane. So, yeah, it's basically, it's a hurricane. And it's coming to... It's going to hit us. The last one. Wow. That's the strongest storm I've ever seen directly that I've ever been in. The last uh, typhoon that hit Osaka. I was uh, kind of surprised because <laughs> all my life I'd kind of, you know, kind of heard of hurricanes and got, gotten little pieces of hurricanes like when I lived in Georgia. But hurricanes never directly hit Georgia. And uh, even here, I'd lived in, been in Japan a few times when a typhoon came, but never directly hitting and never a really, really big one. So then, I think it was last year, a really big one was coming. My wife said, oh, big typhoon coming. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, kind of laughing about it. And uh, it was a big one and it hit us direct center right here. And oh my God, it was strong. (laughs) I have never seen that kind of wind and power before. I thought our windows were going to explode in into our apartment they were shaking like this I was like, oh! and uh, I was looking out the window and just like birds are flying by like you know can't fly because there's like just rocks and stuff and I watched the roof of a, of a house just get pulled off it was amazing in a scary way um, I'm hoping this one's not so big I think this one's fairly big but um, The last one hit us direct center. This one, I think, is going more north. It's going to hit Tokyo area more directly. So we're getting just kind of the side of it. But it's already windy. And, you know, this is Friday night. And I think the center is hitting Japan tomorrow afternoon. So we're already feeling it. And it's so it's a big storm. It's very large that we're already feeling the wind. And the center doesn't hit until tomorrow. So I'm hoping it goes more north and it kind of avoids Osaka more. If you only... <laughs> this could be the, the sequel. <laughs> if you only think, you won't get rich. Ding. Nice. Nicely said. Yes. If you only think, you won't get rich. <laughs> Clever. All right. Oh, great. Fernando says, I have a little baby, too. Identify when you talk about babies. Greetings from uh, Curitiba. Yes, Fernando. Uh, I mean, thank you very much. I, I'm getting a break from the babies tonight. The babies, uh, because my sister's coming... My wife took the babies to her parents, so her parents are going to help her while I help my sister. It means that tonight, I will finally get one full, complete night of sleep. (laughs) This is special. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. I'm very excited about it. Good morning from Chicago, Ellie. Good, good to see you. It's near where my family lives. Ah, oh, Sriracha. Good to see you again. 
She says, Hello, my dear teacher. I like this topic today so much. I read this book. I love it. And try to think like that book said. Yes, it's about keeping that. It's kind of connected to yesterday's topic of motivation. It's about keeping that motivation high because it's not just language learning. It's any difficult thing in life that requires, you know, weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years. We have to keep the motivation high because quitting is the worst thing. And it's exactly the same with trying to become financially free because for most people it takes time and it takes a lot of motivation. You will have failures. You will have problems and challenges. So you've got to keep that up. So that vision, that clear vision uh, that Napoleon Hill's talking about and of course his other strategies too, they are very important. They are. They're strong and they're important and they're good. It's just that you have to keep going. You know, you have to do act, take actions too. Ranjan says, how many countries have you traveled to? Uh, I'm not sure. A lot. Over, I don't know, over 25, something like that. 30? I counted one time. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Philip says, I'm concerned with your channel on Instagram. I didn't want you to lose content there. Yeah, I'm not an Instagram guy. You know, I'm just, I try, I've been trying it. I'm, I'll keep the channel, but I, I don't really, I'm not really into taking photos. I got kind of bored with Instagram. Every photo, if you look at my channel on Instagram, it's, ex it's, they're basically the same photo. It's just a picture of me in, sitting in a coffee shop somewhere. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just got tired of doing that. It just seemed like it was the same every time. Uh, so it's photo-based. Um, so anyway. And the other thing is that there's just too much social media. And, like, you know, we, do we, we don't need to have three, four, five social media, do we? I mean, one's enough, right? One's enough. So I just decided I'm going to focus on one, Gab. That's it. That's great. I can meet you. I can ask questions. You can, you know, give me your answers. You can ask me questions. We can all communicate together. We only need one, right? I mean, Twitter is basically the same, but Gab's better. Facebook is not much different. They're all the same. I mean, they're all basically the same. You can do a photo or a video. You can do a link and you can do some writing, some text. It's just, you know, some of time and some websites like Instagram, the photo is the big thing. Uh, on Twitter, it's the writing, you know. On Facebook, it's kind of a mix. So I mean, they're all they're all the same. It's like so. I just pick one is enough for me. Do an interview with, please do an uh, Udaya says, please do an interview with Kalki, the host of my Indian Life podcast. She's a good host. I'll check her out. Oh, an app. Um, Coach, remember you said uh, some app with good reading tips, like Instant Translate, in English to English or whatever. I'm wondering what you use. I use Kindle. It's just Amazon. Kindle. Kindle app. Can they have apps and they have their own devices too. Uh, but I just use the apps. Right, I'm going to jump to the bottom and go backwards. Oh, uh, the discount. Yeah, the, co the code for the English course. I keep getting delayed by these 
different things, but it'll be soon. Soon, 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 soon. Constantino says, have you been to Greece? Yes, just Athens. I've been to Athens. Um, that was a that was one of my surprising trips, honestly. So we, we uh, my wife and I, it was part of a bigger trip. We did a event in Barcelona for our VIP members. We did a, a, a cool social event and we all got together. It was really fun. And on our way home back to Japan, we thought, well, let's let's visit Turkey and Greece. First Greece, then Turkey. And uh, really, honestly, I didn't really think much about Greece. I, we didn't really plan much. I didn't research at all. Of course, I know about Greek history and all of this, but but uh, I really didn't know much about Athens. And uh, in fact, online on some travel websites, I'd read bad things about Athens. It's a dirty city and all this stuff. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. I didn't really expect anything. But in fact, I loved it. I loved Athens and the food was just great. <laughs> I don't know if we got lucky, but it was fantastic. I was really surprised by how good the food was. And, uh, and of course, I just love, you know, the history of ancient Greece. So it actually was too short. I it made me it just gave me a taste like I want to go back now and I want to see Greece. Of course, I want to see the Athens a little more and I'd like to explore more of Greece. It's just an amazing place. I'd like to do Greece and Italy both uh much more. Oh, Philip says it's Telegram. Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh, Anastasia says your wife doesn't use social media. Uh, she does just with family. Yeah, family and a few friends, that's all. Oh, great. Philip says he pitched... Purchased your Effortless English book from Amazon. I loved it. Thanks. I'll follow you since started your videos with three or four other guys. A lifetime ago. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ah, got a little Spanish here. A little Spanish practice. I'll just translate it to English. Hi, I'm Beth. Your podcasts are motivating for me. That's nice. Thank you. Visit Nepal 2020. Well, I'll visit Nepal. My friends are in Nepal right now. Kristen and Joe. I love Nepal. So I'm kind of hearing about their trip. You know, they're sending me messages and photos while they travel. It's a great place. Nepal is great. Okay, Douglas asks, what is the better strategy to get more focus on business? Hmm, I'm not sure exactly what you mean about that to get more focus on business. Um, I think you got to start, you know, if you're folk, if you're wanting to create a business, I think you've got to first, you've got to, as I said in today's topic, really, you've got to focus on what, what kind of life do you want? Because that will decide what kind of business you should create. So I'm just kind of guessing that your question, I'm not sure if that's what you're asking me, but. It's good, but it, it's a good topic anyway. <laughs> that uh, 
some people, I don't know, they, they don't really think clearly about what kind of business to start, for example. They just think, oh, this sounds cool or this, I'm good at this. But I think you need to think about what kind of life do you want to create? Because that will decide the kind of business you, you start. You know, like I wanted a life of maximum freedom and travel and all of this. So I created a business that's online that has no employees. That most of it is, runs automatically all the time. It's just it is on, it's, so we say it's on autopilot, meaning I don't have to do much and it just keeps going. So that's what I wanted. So I, that's the kind of business I created. Now that business has some weak points. It's probably going to make less money than other kinds of businesses might. Like if I wanted maximum money, I would probably get employees and maybe open some schools in different countries and, you know, I could build this big empire. But then I'd have to constantly be working and managing people and doing business travel, which is much less fun than traveling for enjoyment. Um, And I'd be busy, 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 busy all the time with the business. It'd be very complicated, stressful. I didn't want any of that. So I don't. I'm not worried about maximizing my money. I want to maximize my freedom. But maybe, you know, you might be different. So you have to decide your goals. This will, this is important. Good luck, Vivek, on the IELTS exam tomorrow. Good luck to you. Ah, well, Kasim, yeah, uh, here's, I can give you some great advice. Kasim, any suggestions about books to read that can help me improve my vocabulary? Kasim, any book will help you improve your, your vocabulary, but specifically, you know, real books, not textbooks, not study books, not test preparation books, not vocabulary books. What does that mean? Well, it's fiction or nonfiction. So fiction are just stories. You could do graded readers, which are the easier ones, or you could just do full books, you know, Stephen King, uh, Tom Clancy, whatever. Or you can do nonfiction, right? Books about real subjects, like, uh, well, anything, whatever you like. So the key thing, Kasim, is that read books about topics that you like, or about, you know, whether if it's a fiction and stories, stories that you like, or read about, you know, nonfiction, real topics that you like like i don't know if you like computers read about computers if you're into travel read about travel you could read travel magazines you could read travel books there's there's some great books by travel writers they write about their experiences going you know going traveling so you know that's the key thing and then just read a lot that's it's really that simple Simon says, I've got a business plans, but I don't know where to start. Just start. Just launch your business as fast as you can. That's my advice. Don't, don't try to be perfect. Just launch it get, and then just adapt. Change as you go. You know, you learn as you do it. You're never going to, there, there's no perfect business plan. How does that the babies? They're doing very well. Thank you. All right, Vong says, I've read The Hardy Boys. Great. I've seen the word folks several times. It's used for parents. Is that right? That's one meaning, yes. You can say my folks. My folks. His folks. Um, is Yes, is a kind of word for parents. 
It can also just mean general, it can also mean people. It can be a more general meaning of people. It depends on the situation, how it's used. But one of it's in the book, I, I think uh, probably it's mostly used to mean parents. That's correct. <laughs> Someone else with a baby. Oh, oh yeah, a bigger baby. My baby is sleeping already. So good. Ah, sounds wonderful. I can't wait. Someday I'll sleep again. Um, how can I read book? Arif says, how can I read books if my level of English is bad? Do graded readers do the easy, you know, the easy versions of books? It's what I'm doing in Spanish. Okay, so just, uh, it's just easier versions of stories. They're called graded readers. Just read those. There's lots of them. Lots of them. In English, there's a huge number. And says, why don't you write a self-help book? Have you thought of it? You know, lots of knowledge, ideas. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I will. I guess this is a self-help show. It's easier just to do it on video. Yeah. Philip is agreeing with me. That's it. Just start. Yes. Just start. Just do it. Just launch your business as fast as you can. And then you figure stuff out as you go. Yeah. Ilana with a very good comment here. Many people don't know what exactly they want, how much money exactly that they need, what their goals are, where they want to be in five years. So the first step to try to figure out what you want is not so easy. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think a lot of people have general, but we say vague, meaning not clear, these vague ideas like I want to be rich. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean exactly? I want to be rich. Like, exactly how much money is rich? Uh, $300,000, $500,000, a million dollars, 10 million? What is, what is that? Everybody has a different idea. And uh, they say, or you say, I want to be financially free. Even that phrase, what does that mean exactly? I mean, I knew what it meant for me, right? I thought very clearly about what I wanted to be financially free. But uh, again, what does that mean for you? Right? You've got to really be specific. That's, again, what I love about the, our book, in our book club, Your Money or Your Life. It's all, it's, everything's very, very specific, right? You're going to have an exact number, like, I need this much to be financially free. An exact number, <laughs> okay? Not just, I need to be rich, I need to have a lot, I want to be free. No, no, it's exactly how much. And when you figure that out, it's, it's actually great because then, then you have a very clear idea, a very clear goal instead of just these, these vague feelings. Ha <laughs> ha, 
Los Muchachos says, I, I went to Hawaii this year and now I would like to move there and live in my truck. <laughs> Hawaii is fantastic. <laughs> I understand. It's a great place. How much do you get from YouTube videos? Nothing. Zero. Okay, Giovanni Baresi. I've got a question. Is it normal nowadays people always have overly high expectations once they are starting a new business? Because there's a cousin of mine, his attitude is always wants to be, wants to top them. Uh, I don't know if it's nowadays. It probably is just a common attitude in general that... Uh, See, here's the thing. This is why I said that there's a limit to the book, Think and Grow Rich, because dreaming's easy. <laughs> Doing is a lot harder than dreaming. So, dreaming and having a clear vision is good, but the next step is more difficult. Doing it, taking the risk, figuring out a, an actual plan, following your plan every day, uh, making mistakes, failing, learning, trying again. All of that takes a lot of effort and is a little emotionally painful sometimes. So, yeah. It's good to have a nice dream and everything, but some people stay stuck in just that part and they're and they're and they're, you know, and honestly, sometimes they're delusional. <laughs> Delusional means they are being foolish. They are like they have no business experience, nothing at all, and they're talking about being a billionaire. You know, that's it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Because they because it's easy to talk big, it's easy to think big, but doing big is much harder. <laughs> right? So um yeah. Don't listen to what people say. Watch what they do. Watch what they do. What's the difference between Victorian English and modern English? Well, I can only say based on, I don't read many, uh, I've maybe read one or two Victorian novels in my whole life, in high school, because I had to. Uh, so I'm, I'm basing this on uh, movies, <laughs> really. Um, I don't know, it was very formal, very, you know, uh, yeah, like, I'm thinking like Pride and Prejudice, you know. But I don't even know if that's real Victorian English or if that's just modern British English said in a formal way. I don't I have no, so I don't really don't even know exactly what Victorian English sounded like. Um, but uh, so I, I would guess that the vocabulary was f much more formal. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I can say, really. I don't know, because it's, I don't know British. I could tell you American a lot better, uh, that time period and, and like pre-Civil War, but I, did, I don't really know a lot of British stuff from that time period. Okay, Himan says, I want to start a business. I have a good plan to start a business, but I have no money to start. That's why I thought is rich to me. Well, just start, Hamant. If, if, if you have no money, then you're, you need to change and you need to try, try a different kind of business. If, uh, you know, you got to figure it out. So, you need a different plan, 
right? If if you if you have no money, if you you need you don't have enough money to start the business, that's your you know your first idea. Then you need a different idea that requires no money <laughs> or very very little money. So keep don't don't give up, don't quit. Okay, Silu, I have the same problem, so don't worry about this. Not in English, obviously, but everyone says to watch English movies, I can't understand what they're saying. Very lengthy, very rapidly. What's the solution? Do something easier. Well, there's two solutions. There are two possible solutions for this. So I have the same experience. I just talked about this yesterday. Same exact problem in Spanish, right? I was just saying yesterday that I was feeling really good with my Spanish, and then I tried to watch, it was actually a TV series, and I, I couldn't understand anything. It was too fast, right? I mean, I could read the subtitles slowly, and I realized, okay, I do know a lot of the words, but at full speed, nothing. Just right through, uh, no way, uh, catching nothing. And so I really got depressed about it. Oh, this sucks. And I just, so what, what can you do then? in that situation. And so it's too fast. This is called processing speed. See, there are kind of two elements of vocabulary of really, of, um, of understanding a language. Number one is just understanding the basic, the ideas, meaning the vocabulary and the grammar, the structures, just knowing it, right? If you read it, you understand it, for example. But the second one is processing speed, like a computer. How fast can you understand it? Right? So, it's possible, as you know, you might understand every word, but if they speak very, 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 very quickly, you can't process it. Your brain knows the words, but can't understand them at that, same, at that speed. The speed is too fast. You, it's called processing speed, you know, it's kind of a computer type phrase. And so, you have to, we actually have to develop both, right? And some, like, so I would, for me, like my Spanish, my vocab is not huge, but it's much bigger and much better than my processing speed. I can read something in Spanish uh, and, you know, I can understand fairly good, good. I can, I've read full books in Spanish, you know, like uh, Steve Kaufman's book and even my own book translated to Spanish. I read the whole thing. So no problem. I can understand it. But, uh, but then I tried to watch it. That, like the TV show, or I listen to a conversation between two native speakers and they're super fast. I might know a lot of the vocab, but I, my brain can't do it that fast yet. So it's all normal. This is normal. So it's the same for you in English. So what can you do? Well, two possible choices, really. Choice one is just do something easier for now. It's too fast for you. Movies are too fast. So let's try just try doing audiobooks. Audiobooks are kind of in the middle. It's still a native speaker. It's still a bit fast. It's a natural speed, but not maybe not quite as fast as a movie or uh, two native speakers. So that's what I'm doing: audiobooks and reading. The other thing you can do is you can you can do like a movie technique with the movie. So when you can. Play part of the movie. You can use the subtitles in English. You can rewind and watch the same part 
many times, trying to catch more and more and more. You can do all these kinds of things. I'm kind of doing that in Japanese a little bit. So those are kind of the two options that, to help you. But don't feel bad. You know, that's totally normal and it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, Giovanni's asking a good dictionary translation app. I just use trans- Google Translate, honestly. Oh, okay. XYZ is recommending The Simpsons, so that's a good one. Watching shows you already know helps a lot. For me, The Simpsons was very easy. Yeah, not a bad idea. Oh, um, living in USA or Canada, can you change your financial situation? What's your thought? I don't think it's the country, it's the person. <laughs> okay, I don't think moving to America, no. This, I mean, this is such a common thing, it's so sad, it's Hollywood, I guess. People think, oh, I'll move to America and suddenly the money will fall on me from the sky. It won't. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> okay, it's hard living in America, okay? It's expensive to live in America. You're not going to just automatically get rich. So, no, don't do it. I, I don't do it if you think, if that's what you think is going to happen, because that's not going to happen. Um, what's more important, Ari, is your mindset, your skills. You know, it's not the place you are. It's, it's your business skills decide that. Uh, so, there are plenty of uh, financial, you know, most people in Canada and most people in America are slaves. They're slaves to jobs. They're slaves to money. They are not financially free. Like 99%, 95%, something like that. Okay, most are not financially free, just like everywhere else in the world. <laughs> okay, so no, going to America or Canada or wherever, Europe or something is not automatically going to make you rich or free or something. It won't. It won't. It's sad that so many people think that and they go there and then they, they're very disappointed <laughs> and they left their families and everything behind and they're, they're stuck in a bad situation working a terrible job and it's, it's kind of sad. Also, okay, probably because uh, tr- uh, pronunciation question. Could you pronounce often? I'm asking because recently I listened to a Canadian podcast. I noticed they emphasize the T sound. Well, that's interesting. I've never noticed that about those Canadians. So that would be a small difference between Americans and Canadians. Because uh, as you probably noticed, Americans, we drop the T sound usually. We don't say it. We say often, often, and we don't say the T. So often, they're both correct, but... You'll hear with Americans, we will usually drop the T often, often. So it's interesting that the Canadian, I don't know if all Canadians do that or just that person you were listening to. I'm not sure. Uh, can you, Elena says, can you na- recommend the names of books about investing in real estate? Um, I personally don't invest in real estate, so I don't know a lot about it. I know that this that is, however, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, 
specialty. So I believe he he and some of his kind of his company, the Rich Dad Company, I know they do have some books about that. So that's that's all I can really say. Uh, but I can't give you specific advice because I really don't. I've I don't even I've never owned a house myself. <laughs> I've never even bought one for myself. So I've never even bought a house before. So real estate is definitely not my thing. So uh, you know, good luck to you. But I'm sorry, I can't help too much. I'm just relaxing, guys, because my babies <laughs> and my wife—they're at my uh, uh, at my wife's parents house so I'm alone at home tonight home alone so we're just gonna have a nice I'm gonna just sit back and we're gonna relax and I'm just gonna answer your questions and no hurry <laughs> take it easy for one night I don't have to go and help with the screaming babies so I'm going to enjoy it <laughs> all right Yeah, okay, so this kind of follow-up then. Giovanni says, uh, What do you advise youth nowadays who are always building castles in the air? For example, they dream to become an actor. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I should pursue that dream or is it impossible? Um, first of all, for any dream like that, like that involves fame, because that's what that is, acting. Uh, you got to ask yourself, uh, or the person has to ask themselves, why do they want that? Do they really want that? I mean, because you'll meet, like if you go to a middle school, what do you want to be? I want to be a famous singer. I want to be an actor. Why? Because that's what the media is telling them. I mean, is that coming from something inside of them? Or is it just they want to be rich and famous usually it's rich and famous because if you ask them okay well do you take acting classes are, are you are you doing acting in your school are you doing plays in your school or in your community usually they say no they're not actually doing anything to be an actor or you say are you taking singing lessons are you in a band <laughs> do you perform and again most of them will say no they're not actually doing anything to actually pursue that. So again, watch what people do, not what they say, right? So if that's the case, if they're not doing anything, then it's all bullshit. They're just programmed by the media. They just want they just want easy money and easy fame. And hopefully they grow up later and realize how stupid that is. Um, however, of course, there are some people who really do want to be actors, right? And they do it. They take action. They take acting classes or they, you know, they're in when they're in high school, they join the drama club and they they do plays and they love it. And well, yes, those people I think they should try to do it. Now, and and same if you, for musicians, okay? Like if someone wants to sing or they want to be a musician, you say, should they do it? Yes, of course they should do it. If they love it, they should do it. But they just have to realize they might not make money from it. That's the only thing. So they just might, you can like pursue this and do this as your love and as your art. And art's the same, by the way, painting or something. Um, you can do it and you can do it your whole life. But maybe you might have to do something else to make money. Or maybe not. But, you know, we know though, only a few actors get lucky enough to make money to really make money and survive, right? 
in Hollywood, if you go to Los Angeles, right, there probably 1% of actors are just full-time actors making enough money to survive. And what are the rest doing? They're all waiters, right? Every waiter in Los Angeles is an actor um, or a musician or something. And that's okay, you know? It's just that, so I say, don't quit. If you love it, just keep doing it. Do it for love. Do it because you enjoy it. Uh, you might even make some money. That's, that's the other thing. Like sometimes people who are musicians, for example, they, they play, they're in a band, and they play at some small clubs, and they make, they make some money, and they love it, and they have fans, and it's, it's, they're, it's very creative, and they're really good. But they don't become superstars, right? They're not like, I don't know, you know, whatever, U2 or something. They're not in stadiums. Because again, that a lot of that is luck and there's all kinds of other things for that. that that's a tiny, tiny, tiny percent. So that's what I would say to someone who's young and who was seriously doing it, right? Not not just this nonsense of I want to be famous, but they're, they're, they really love it and they're actually doing it. They're really singing. They're really playing music. They're really whatever. Then I'd say, yes, of course, do it. Of course, do it. Don't quit. But maybe just have a, a plan to make money in another way. And maybe you try to, you, you want to make money in a way that will give you a lot of time and a lot of freedom to do your music or to do acting or to do whatever. So that's what I would say to anyone who wants to do any kind of art or any kind of something where, where most people don't survive financially. You know, being a writer being an artist, a musician, actors, those kinds of things. Yeah, I think you should do it, though. I don't think you should quit. I think if you love it, you should do it. It's Bob. Oh, Paulica is following up. It's Bob, the Canadian's channel on YouTube. But of course, I could hear her wrong. No, you probably heard it right. I've heard there are people who say often. It's definitely it's it's definitely a way. <laughs> it, so, some people do pronounce the T. Ah, Chodoro, I've seen this guy's YouTube and I'm actually, I've been thinking of inviting him. Could you arrange an interview with Jim Quick, mental strength teacher? Yeah, I'd like to talk to him about memorizing vocabulary. Memory in general, remembering vocab, using little tricks to remember. Okay, which, whoops, so. Um, okay, I can't read the letters, unfortunately. Um, is that Hebrew? I don't know. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you believe in buying a house? Is renting better? You know, Robert Kiyosaki's against houses, as, uh, except for renting, except as a business investment. Uh, no, I, like I said, I've never bought a house. Never bought one, so I'm I'm against it because I like it's it's again freedom. I move around all the time. I like the freedom of just you know, like next if if we want to move to somewhere else, I I can just go right. We could in one month we could be somewhere else if we wanted to be. Uh, so I like that. I like that. Uh, or, you know, we pay super 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 low rent. So I just like simple. So buying a house isn't necessarily bad, I guess, but you've got to be careful. 
Oh, Minati, AJ, please tell me which is preferred by native speakers, simple English or English with idioms and phrases. Do you mean uh, you speaking? For you speaking, simple English. You don't, you as a learner of English, as a non-native speaker, you do not need to use idioms at all. You do not need to use slang at all. None. Not necessary. You don't need it. You don't need it. And usually it's a kind of a kind of a waste of time to try to uh, use it because it's it's can be challenging to use it correctly. And it's not necessary. You can communicate the same ideas with simple, common, direct English and I think it's better to focus on that and having good pronunciation. Those two things will make you very understandable. That's all you need. <laughs> Buck here says, I have many dreams. Life is too short to achieve them. Yeah, well. Oh, people are writing me in Spanish now. You're testing my Spanish. Okay, I'm Fernando from Argentina. Uh, AJ, gracias for your service to all. Uh, I began um, from two weeks ago with you. You're very helpful. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, Neil says, enjoy the golden moment when babies are not around. I'm kidding, yeah. I, I miss them, honestly. I miss them, but uh, it is nice to have one night break <laughs> to get one night of sleep. It is nice. Hey, Paula. Nice to see Paula. Good to see you. I, I love you. I'm Brazilian. I can understand you very well. It's awesome. I love all your tips. You're great. Thanks, Paula. Thank you very much. How old are your babies, Mohammed says? Uh, a little over six months. Six months old. Yeah, okay, here's a follow-up. Ibrahim says, All of Robert Kiyosaki's books are great for real estate. Rich Dad's Guide to Investing is about investing. Other YouTube channels, Graham Stefan and Chris Crone. Thank you, Ibrahim. That's nice. Ibrahim, that's nice. Ranjan, how old are you, AJ? I am 51. Maimun asks, please tell me about your parents. Which, what is the happiest memory with your parents? Oh, hmm. I don't know, happiest, but, uh, you know, I had a really, when I was a child, you know, a kind of small child, there's one point uh, when I was kind of an elementary school child, I just, uh, I have a lot of good memories of this one house where we lived in and I, you know, like kind of just play football and American football with my, uh, with my friends or, and I also played in a league and my dad and my mom would come and like my dad would help kind of coach and my mom would make food for the team and things. That, that was really nice. Very nice. I had a nice childhood. I did. Uh, let's see. Do you think it's a good idea to become an influencer on YouTube for, for younger people? Nah. Don't build your business with YouTube. <laughs> Can't trust them. 
They can just suspend you in a moment. You know, they even PewDiePie, right? PewDiePie, uh, who has made helped helped Google and YouTube make huge amounts of money. Google's always messing with him, and they canceled his sponsorship. And they, you know, they, there's a chance that you know eventually they're going to get rid of him. You can't you can't trust YouTube, and you can use it. It's okay to use it. Obviously, I'm using it, but um. You can't trust them. You can't build your business depending on YouTube only because that's that's insane, okay? You don't want to do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad, big, bad business strategy. Use YouTube, but use other things too and do not depend on YouTube for a business. Manuel says, good to see you again nowadays. Doing a normal job is very boring. That's why most folks want to be famous. Yeah, I understand that. It makes sense. And they're young. I mean, these are young people who say this, right? I mean, this I think of kind of middle school age or, the, or, or elementary school age kids who say that kind of stuff. And yeah, I get it. <laughs> normal jobs are boring. Giovanni Barisi is not wrong. You should also not do a boring job that doesn't drive you. Exactly. Yes, we all agree. I agree that it's just the problem is what's sad is that they're limited. Is that, you know, they're just programmed just because they're watching TV, you know, like American Idol or something. And so they just think that that's exciting because look, look, all these people are looking at them and screaming and yeah, you know, uh, but it's just hopefully they get older and they realize there are a lot of other things to do that are, are interesting. Yeah, here's Maya confirming what I said. I'm in America and I can tell you it's very expensive. Yes. I mean, you can succeed in America. Of course you can, but uh, it's not easy. It is not easy. Huh. Well, I'll try to answer this question. Could you give me advice to start a... This is Adderley. Hello again. Uh... Starting a personal trainer business. I love to train people. Now I, I'm saving money to change my life because I'm tired of being a lawyer. Okay, read the Dan Kennedy books. Read, uh, I mentioned them uh, a couple days ago. So read Dan Kennedy books about marketing. Dan Kennedy's the writer. He's got several books. So you just you look at the titles, read, you know, read about them, choose ones that sound good. But I think those would be, especially Dan Kennedy would be helpful to you because as a personal trainer, of course, you can do some stuff online for marketing, but I think offline also would be good for you. So Dan Kennedy... Yeah, let's just start with Dan Kennedy. Dan Kennedy. <laughs> Emmanuel again. I've got a question. I'm using your pronunciation course. Sometimes I'm overdoing it and want to sound like an American. What do you recommend? So you're trying too hard, you mean? Um, if you're sounding like an American, then that's great. 
good for you. That's amazing. Um, but if you're getting stressed about it, just relax, okay? You're, you don't have to sound per, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to have a clear, clear pronunciation so that everybody understands you easily, okay? If you have a little bit of an accent still, I, it's no big deal, it's no problem. But if your accent's very, very strong, that then the problem is then people can't understand you so easily. It causes communication problems. So that's why pronunciation is important, right? So it doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to be good. So that's what I would say. So don't don't stress yourself out about it. Just make it fun. Yeah, like Sacha saying, think of it like music. The sound of the pronunciation is like music. It's fantastic. Yes, exactly. Oh, nice. And Sachin follows up saying, I was once embarrassed by someone fairly advanced in English who were having a debate in school. After following your methods, he recognized my hard work and praised my wish. Uh, that's great. Good job. Ah, Pazini says, I started using your methods two years ago, around April of this year. Nice. Turned my head, and today I can understand at least 90% of your podcasts and videos. Thanks, AJ. You're simply the best. That's great. Pazina, you did the work. So, very nice. Very nice. Great. Uh, pronunciation methodology. Ambika's asking about, I've got a pronunciation course. Shadowing is probably one of the better ones that I recommend. Do do some shadowing. Okay, I'm going to jump to the bottom and try to catch up, guys. Okay. Can you play, oh, Maxim asks, can you play any musical instrument? No. <laughs> I tried a few times. It seems the music's not for me. <laughs> oh, is reading out loud a kind of speaking? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. You can do reading out loud, that's fine. I read out loud a little bit. Manish says, I just left my boring job focusing to improve my English speaking skills, especially public speaking. Please suggest something. Uh, Dale Carnegie. Get Dale Carnegie's book on public speaking. I can't remember the name. Public speaking by Dale Carnegie, probably. Uh, that's my favorite book about public speaking. Emmanuel again. I've got a... Ooh, the wind's getting strong, guys. Ooh, the storm's coming. I've got a last question, coach. Is it normal nowadays most people are lazy 
Hmm. It's crazy here. In Germany, there's welfare. Most people depend on government. In the USA, is that the case? Yeah, welfare tends to make people lazy. It's one of the reasons it's not a very good idea. Um, there, There's welfare in America. Pro- I think it's less than Germany. And therefore, maybe less. I don't know. I've never been to Germany, so I can't really compare it to Germany. But... Uh, but uh, and there are plenty of lazy people in America, <laughs> for sure. There are a lot of lazy people. But if it's more or less than Germany, I don't know. Ah, there you go, Philip. I knew someone would do it. The Art of Public Speaking by Dale Carnegie. Thank you, Philip. Perfect. Yeah, it's a nice book. It's a very good uh method he has sort of system for doing public speaking i like it a lot okay shoddy says i have a question to be forced to move from a big house to a smaller house can this because of debt can this depress us do you think we should work hard to save money and get a big one again no why there's nothing wrong with a small house I would say I would say even if you don't have debt move to a small house smaller you know cut your expenses cut 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 the the hey there's Medi I'm gonna have to definitely jump in and say hi to Medi again um but anyway you know cut the house your housing even your apartment or the place you live accommodation is usually your highest expense you know your highest single one item expense so that is and Usually, for most people, that is the best place to cut expenses. That is the best place to spend less money, is to move to a cheaper place. And it might be smaller, but just cheaper is the key point, right? So, if you, it doesn't matter if whether you're renting or own, doesn't matter, but rent, go to a small place and then try to work hard to save money just to get a big one again. No! <laughs> work hard, save money, buy assets. Not don't move. Just move back to a big house, and now you're, now you're saving no money again. Now you're just stuck again. That's the rat race. You're never ending. No, 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 no. Move to a smaller place. Save money. With the extra money, buy assets. Create assets. Businesses. Real estate. Investing. Things that make money. Then you get more savings. Then you buy more assets. You know, it's rich dad, poor dad. It's the basic system of rich dad, poor dad. That's what you should do. Forget the bigger house. Buy assets. And then when you're really rich, then buy your big house if you want to. Okay, I got to go back because I saw Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Long time no see. Good to see you. How's it going? Been missing you so much. No kidding. Haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you again. El Camino, Breaking Bad movie, 219, just, what, really? Breaking Bad movie, 2019, just released today. Breaking Bad movie, you gotta check it out. I will be checking that out. I didn't know they made a movie. Too cool. Well, I'm really curious. Okay, Medi, I'm so curious, I'm gonna do a search right now. Let's all check out what's going on with the Breaking Bad movie. No one even told me about this. Breaking Bad. So this is must be about Jesse.
Yep, Aaron Paul. Okay, let's see. Let's see the plot. Here it is. After escaping Jack and his gang, Jesse Pinkman goes on the run from the police and tries to escape his inner turmoil. Well, cool. I'll be checking that out. Thanks, Maddie. Okay, let's see. I'm an ESL teacher suffering to make children not be shy to use the language. How can you advise me? You got to create a no stress environment. That's the key with kids. You can't f try, don't push them and force them because that makes it worse. So, you know, actually, I find that the story, mini story, you know, TPRS is great, that the method of TPRS, teaching through stories, is great. Have them read, do a lot of reading, like storybooks and things like that. Um, you got to just make it fun and enjoyable and don't pressure them to speak. No pressure to speak at all. If they don't want to speak, they don't have to speak. That's why TPRS is so great. You, If they want to speak, of course, that's great. But some of them won't for a while, quite a long time and that's also fine. That's the key. Just let them enjoy the language and have fun with it and no stress, no pressure. Hmm. In my opinion, British English is tougher than American English. What's your view? Mm. I don't, uh, it's, that's hard for me to judge. I, obviously, it's not harder for me. It's different, but uh, a little different. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what's more difficult? Is it the pronunciation? Um, Such Bella asks, what's the favorite place you visit in your life? Hmm, because travel lets the human find a good mood. It's hard for me to say because I have a lot of, there's several places I, I like a lot and they're very, very different. So it's hard to say like one is better because they're just so, I like them for different reasons. I love Nepal, for example. Nepal and India both are great. Um, I love Thailand. I have a kind of a connection to Thailand. I love Japan. I have a very strong connection here. Um, in Europe, you know, Spain, because of the Camino, especially Italy, it just is a great place. Um, yeah, I can't choose. It's too hard. <laughs> too hard. Okay, cool. So Dave's saying, you know, another teacher of English here. Uh, I'm a teacher of English. The pro is my boss doesn't push me to focus on textbooks. That's great. My last job in San Francisco, I had that same situation, and that's very nice. Uh, what can I do to encourage them to learn the English language? Again, kind of similar. I don't know the age of your students, but um, TPRS. I, I Just for classroom teaching, I think TPRS, you know, total physical response, storytelling, whatever that they say it is now. Um, I think it's the best method for classrooms. That's a good one. You can also do the movie technique with your students in class. That was developed as a classroom technique. Uh, watch my you know my YouTube video about the movie technique because you can do that as a teacher. And students always love that. I promise you they love the movie technique. <laughs> they love learning with movies. 
Okay, Haman, this is a common question. Greetings from India. Namaste. Oh, namaskaram. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I live in a small village. Nobody speaks English here. I have trouble to speak alone. Okay. Number one, do shadowing. Watch my videos on shadowing or um, uh, tracking. And number two, you can try to find maybe some conversation partners uh, online to, to, so you can chat online. So those are the two things I suggest. And you can actually, I think you can get a lot of practice. That's what uh, a lot of what that Matt guy that learned Japanese in America did. That kind of stuff. Ah, oh, well, okay. Here's an example. Shiny says, Walden is still hard for me to read. Yes. Well, Walden is very tough. Uh, you don't, definitely don't feel bad. First of all, that is, you know, like 18, when did he write that? 1860, something like that. Pre-Civil War, something like that. Uh, 1850s or 60. Um, so the vocabulary used is very, I want to say advanced, meaning, you know, not common. Um very kind of intellectual and the sentence structures are long and formal it's a more formal style of writing than most people use now so for all these reasons Walden is not easy don't feel bad about that you might start just do just you get some easier books that's all you got to do don't get stressed about that sometimes you find a book and you try to read it and it's too difficult so just just relax and just find a different book and later you can try that book again. What materials would you recommend for total beginners like parents to learn English from zero? It's always a little tough, this question. Um, if they're motivated, they're willing to do a little work, they can use mini stories. Like they could use Flow English or even my original course and use the text and use a dictionary if they need it and they could sort of figure it out. And the first few months would be a little difficult, but then I think they'd be fine. Uh, they could use Pimsleur has a few English ESL courses for zero level uh, for different languages. Uh, you could try that. <laughs> and Maria said, I had an English teacher who followed only text, zero conversation, only grammar. <laughs> that does sound terrible. Yep. Cleefy's using TPRS. I'm teaching a class using TPRS. All the students are very excited and I'm very happy too. That's great. You can get Blaine Ray's books about TPRS, T TPR Storytelling, I think is the name of the book. He even has some teacher training videos that where he explains how to use the technique. So that's all you need. And this answers this question right here. What's the best way to teach English? In a classroom, TPRS. And movie technique is also good. 
Movie technique for variety. Man, I can hear the wind blowing. Wow, let's see. Ooh, something exciting about a storm coming. Okay, Arif says. Oop, I gotta check my phone here, my sister. I gotta make sure my sister's uh, not having a problem with her flight. Nope, she's okay. Okay, good. Two English courses in Mundelein, Chicago. But until now, I'm not improving. What should I do? Uh, you're not, you know, the class is, eh, save your money. <laughs> yeah, don't waste your time. Instead, do, do work, do the, do the same amount of time at home independently learning English. You'll get better results as your own boss. That's my advice. Christian says, uh, I've got a question. Do you recommend me to improve my pronunciation? A lot of people poke fun at me saying my English is poor. Um, so again, you know, watch my, get on my, go to my YouTube channel. You can find some videos I did about pronunciation. You, uh, there's one about shadowing or tracking. It's called shadowing is the more common word. That's a good one to do. For getting your fluency and start working pronunciation. If you're really serious about it, then get my pronunciation course. It's at the same website, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. If you go to the bottom, there's like maybe at the top, I can't remember. But anyway, you can uh, look on the courses menu. You'll see pronunciation course. Get that and use it. And this will these things will help a lot. Good luck. Hmm. <laughs> Patrick's cinema says uh, people on SoundCloud are imitating you trying to sound like you do you know about them who are they I don't know about them I have no idea that's kind of funny are they good do they sound like me or, or not close Please be careful about Typhoon. Don't want you to get hurt. Yep, well, I've got water. I've got food. I'm ready. Last time we lost electricity for one day. That was not fun, but uh, hopefully, like I said, I'm hoping this one's a little better than last time. Yeah, Philip says, the video I like the most of you is the one you teach the TH. Yeah, a lot of people think it's kind of funny because I make funny faces, but yeah. What's the perfect time to learn a language like English in the morning or the night? Well, whichever you like, you know, when you have when you have good energy and focus. I'd say whenever you've got a nice mental energy is a good time. So some people are more night people and some are more morning people, right? Madame Samani says I'm from Morocco. Have you ever visited? I have not. Nope. Not yet. Well, Angel says, 
Angel or Angel. Thank you so much, AJ. I started with Effortless English since January. I've been improving so much. I really admire your help for everybody. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a good idea. Can you do a live conversation program, day-to-day conversation with family? Well, I might try for this show, the podcast. Uh, we'll see if I have time. I'll try to record something with my sister. Probably not video. Uh, I don't think she's going to come here to the apartment. Uh, but I have a little audio recorder. Maybe I could do an audio chat with my sister. Uh, can you talk about minimalism someday? Minimalist. Well, yeah. It's basically living simply, right? Simple, simple, simple. Simplifying your life as much as you can. You know, this is what minimal means, right? Less, small. These are synonyms. So, I'm all for it. Thumbs up to that. Thumbs up to minimalism. No, just just get what you need. And you don't, you don't have to get a lot, a lot, a lot more, right? There's, there's kind of, you know, luxury, luxury has a lot of problems. <laughs> Too much luxury in your life makes you soft and weak. And uh, I, think, I don't think that's good. Uh, we, we don't want to be uncomfortable and unhappy, of course not. But uh, even if you have enough money, even if you're really rich, I still think there are benefits to uh, living you know, controlling what you spend and living a fairly simple life. There are mental benefits, psychological benefits, spiritual benefits to not living this super luxurious life. So I think, yeah, I think I'm quite a fan of minimalism. That's why Walden is one of my favorite books. It's The whole book is about that. Hmm. Can you play? Can you explain about yet until? Um. I need a little more context. <laughs> I need a little more uh, like the situation, right? What what you're talking about? Yet I haven't. I have not done that yet. You know, I haven't eaten yet. So what does that mean? Yet I haven't eaten yet. It means that you're planning to eat, but. You haven't, right? Like I could say right now, I haven't eaten yet. Did you Did you have dinner? No, I haven't had dinner yet. It means you haven't had dinner, but the yet gives the idea that you plan to do it. You still plan to do it. Okay, and then until, um, until can be used in a lot of different ways, so that's a little more, um, yeah, they're quite different actually. <laughs> um, I won't eat, I'm trying to think of a similar sentence. I won't eat dinner until six o'clock. It's more specific, right? Um, yeah, I can't, it's, it's hard for me to explain it without, if you have a confusing situation, let me know, but that's the best I can do right now. Oh, Douglas is in Japan, I forgot. He, he, typhoon coming there too. I think, where are you, Nagoya, I believe you said? I might be wrong about that. Brazil. 
Okay, Shadi is asking about assets. Now, let's see. I'm going long, man. Almost an hour and a half. I probably am going to go get some food in a minute and eat. So, But we had a long show today. Okay, Shadi says, I understand the meaning, I kind of understand the meaning of assets, but can you explain me the exact meaning? Tell me what you call an asset. Can we call buying gold an asset? Okay, so the, the conf- there can be a little confusion because this word, the definition of this word, um, is a little different, depends on um, you know, which definition we are using. So I'm using the Robert Kiyosaki definition, which is not the technical definition. Okay, like accountants have a very specific definition for like a meaning for an asset and there's a dictionary definition of an asset. But these are a little different than Kiyosaki's uh, definition. And I like Kiyosaki's. So Kiyosaki says an asset, maybe we should say a real asset. A real asset is something that creates money for you. It creates money, creates income. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, he says, it's it puts money into your bank account. So that's what he calls an asset. It puts money into your bank account. If it's not putting money into your bank account, it's not an asset. So the question of gold, that's a good question. That's Because is gold an asset? Well, is it creating money? Is it putting money into your bank account every month? It's not. So... From Kiyosaki's point of view, it's not an asset until you sell it. So what is it? It's a, it's a, it's savings. It's a investment. It's a. You could try to use other words, but it's not yet an asset. It's not a. It's not creating any income. On the other hand, a, if you own a house and you you rent it, right? Someone lives in it. They pay you money every month. That's an asset. That, that's a real asset, a Kiyosaki asset. Maybe we should just call it a cash flow asset, meaning it flows, it moves cash into your bank account. It's a cash flow asset. Other things that you just buy and hold on to, even like stocks, for example, are stocks assets. Not really. It's more a little more gambling, right? It's not really an asset, and that's why I agree with him. If you buy a stock, it's not an asset until you sell it, for by and for a profit but we all know you can sell it and lose money also so then it's a, definitely it's a liability then so that stock let's say you own apple stock 100 shares of apple stock is that an asset or is that a liability well we don't know until you sell it when you sell it if you make money it becomes an asset it added money to your bank account if you sell it and you lose money well, it's the opposite. It's a liability. It subtracted money from your overall worth, right? So it's the same with gold, technically. Gold people will argue about this, but anyway, the point is that, you know, if you buy gold at, you know, $600 an ounce and you sell it at $300 an ounce, you lost money, at least in terms of dollars, so it's not an asset in that case.
Okay, I think that's about it, guys. Okay, I'm going to follow this with last one from Ibrahim Ali. When will you meet Steve Kaufman? It will be... Oh, let's see. When are we talking about meeting? We're not, we don't have a day yet. We're still trying to figure out the exact day. Let me look really quickly. I can tell you. We have a choice of days. So Steve Kaufman from... Oh, the linguist... Okay, the 20, it'll be uh, October 21 or 23. I'm, I'm not sure yet. But the 21st or the 23rd of this month, I will be meeting Steve Kaufman in Osaka. And we'll do a video together where we'll interview each other or just chat or something. And I'll, I'll probably just invite him to be do like a, an online interview later as well. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, that's all. I'm going to go get some food. And uh, let's hope to storm the big typhoon. Let's hope it moves north and goes away from Osaka. Lots of love to you. As always, go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's where you get my Business English Conversations course and where you commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com.